0: Welcome to Love and Light with Lori, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self discovery, spirituality, and the boundless power of the universe. I'm your host, Lori, and I'm here to guide you on a path of enlightenment to explore the mysteries of existence and to raise our vibration together. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just at the beginning of your journey, Love and Light with Lori is here to light your way. So if you're ready to open your heart, expand your consciousness, and bask in the warmth of love and light, you're in the right place. I'm honored to have you here with me. Let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Stay tuned for today's enlightening episode. Introduction to episode four of Love and Light with Lori. Today's episode is episode four. It's a special one dedicated to my late nephew, John Paul. He passed away this past Thursday, December 7th, 2023. This, I can unequivocally say, was a terribly tragic day, I must give a disclaimer here. Some of the details are a little bit sensitive in nature. I will keep it minimal in graphic content. I'm not here to scare anyone or make you feel unwell. I'm sharing a legacy of my nephew, whom only wanted to make the world brighter. Trigger warning. The disclaimer. All the details, explanations, and story in this podcast are all true. None of this is imaginary, embellished, or exaggerated. I felt it necessary to mention this. Please reach out with any questions, concerns, or stories to share of your own. This podcast is meant to cover all things positive and happy, but also spiritual and parapsychological in nature. The Introduction John Paul is a lovely boy. He's seven years old, but I'll begin with his birth. He was born on August thirteenth, 2016. My twin sister, Kara, was 37 weeks pregnant, and she showed up at her regular OBGYN, a The usual vitals were taken. Her blood pressure was 155 over 92. The nurses and doctors panicked and would not let her go home. She was going to have this baby. She was omitted and promptly given Pitocin and her water was broken. 30 hours of waiting and dilating didn't have him entering the world. Not just yet. He was to be born with a C-section. This is interesting too as I had my first child with an emergency C-section. Just another synchronistic occurrence in the life of identical twins. Back to the story. As the beautiful baby boy was cleaned off and placed on Kara's chest, she immediately fell in love. He weighed six pounds, four ounces. He appeared healthy for all intents and purposes. He seemed to have a growth in his mouth. The doctors were going to monitor it, but he could go home. He was not going to be able to latch necessarily, but he could suck. My sister was so happy to be a mother. It was all she ever wanted. Everything else was extra details. As time passed, it was becoming clear that he was a little smaller than other babies. He was reaching the developmental milestones for motor skills, intellectual development, social development, and speech, although his size was on the lower end of the percentiles. He also presented with some symptoms of ADHD. He would hyperfixate on one favorite topic. He would move about incessantly. He spent many hours at Sick Kids Hospital with the variety of departments trying to figure out this little guy. He presented with café au lait spots and some other minor or abnormalities. Although to us he was perfect, he had that previously mentioned growth in his mouth, which was vascular in nature. The growth would change size when he was upset or crying, as it would pump blood into it. Due to the vascularity, it could not safely be removed. The family was bumped around between various specialists all along the way. Little John Paul struggled with digestion and going number two, he would often struggle and have a lot of pain. He struggled with a potentially dangerous irregular aortic arch. The thing is, despite all of the issues, he was still strong. He was the happiest, most energetic child. Everyone that had the pleasure of interacting with him was better for it and never forgot him. The night before he passed, he said something puzzling to his mother. He told her while they were having dinner at the kitchen table, he said, "'Mommy, why is there a man at the table?' His mom humored him by asking him, "'What does the man look like?' "'John Paul, what does the man look like?' John Paul said, "'He is Filipino.' This little angel was seven. This was an unusual answer. Kara, his mother, told him that there was no one at the table with them. Later on, as they headed upstairs, he asked his mom, "'Mommy, why is there a baby on the stairs?' Kara was puzzled again, as there was no baby on the stairs. Before she put him in his bed, he asked her why there was so many people in the house. Kara thought that was unusual, but kids do say the strangest things. The next morning, when he tragically passed away, it was in the same position on the floor as she had found him a few days earlier. Kara confided in me that he had been seemingly preparing for something to happen. He seemed to know that he was going somewhere. That night, Kara and her husband both insisted that they heard him running around upstairs at their home, and both of their other children were fast asleep. There were other interesting occurrences surrounding his passing. Emily, Kara and Emil's middle child, age four, had been drawing the same picture page after page for weeks. She filled up three entire notebooks with these drawings. The drawings were of a sad girl. Every single drawing was the exact same sad girl at the funeral wake there was a children's room in order to maintain quiet and calm in the room that held the casket emily again while drawing she drew a little girl the same way only now the girl was smiling this is not seen by Kara or i that she was happy about his. it seemed more like she was happy that he wasn't suffering anymore she is happy that he's in a john paul lol dolls john paul loved to play with lol dolls during his life for those who may not know what this is, and according to ChatGPT OpenAI, an LOL doll, short for LOL Surprise, is a popular line of collectible dolls created by the company MGA Entertainment. These dolls are known for their element of surprise as they come packaged in a ball-shaped container that reveals the doll in various accessories only when opened. The term LOL stands for Little Outrageous Littles. The dolls often feature unique and stylized designs, and each series introduces new characters with different themes and accessories. LOL dolls have become a trendy and sought-after toy among children for their element of mystery and collectability they offer. John Paul collected them incessantly and took care of them. He knew all of them. He learned to customize them and make them even more unique. His favorite is a girl by the name of Diva. The strangest thing occurred to me on the night of the wake. He was in the casket, and my young said to me that Jean-Paul looked to him like an LOL doll. The makeup, the suit, the hairstyle, all of it. He meant it in an endearing way, but it still was interesting. Another thing he immensely enjoyed was Talking Tom. He dressed as Talking Tom for Halloween. He had a Talking Tom doll, and he would watch the Talking Tom cartoon all the time. He was literally becoming Talking Tom. My sister told me that he had a favourite episode which entailed Talking Tom actually In the cartoon, Talking Tom did some kind of dangerous manoeuvre on a skateboard and ended up hurt. The doctors and Tom's friend tricked him into thinking that he was actually dead when in fact the monitors were being manipulated to appear that Tom was dead to teach Tom a lesson. John Paul became invested in the idea of building a mechanism that would be able to help Talking Tom to trick the others in this kind of scenario. He wanted a Lego set that he would be able to use to create some kind of mechanism where the doctors and nurses and ambulance drivers would think that there is no vital signs but that there actually was, so he was somehow tricking them. He seemed to know that something was about to happen, that he was somehow going somewhere, but he wasn't extremely clear in communicating these ideas. So it indicates to some degree that he wasn't completely clear of what was going to happen either. The Diagnosis John Paul had been diagnosed with neurofibromatosis. In layman terms, NF1 refers to neurofibromatosis type 1, which is a genetic disorder that causes tumors to grow on nerve tissue. These tumors can develop anywhere in the nervous system, including the brain, the spinal cord. NF1 is a result of a genetic mutation, and it can lead to various complications, including skin, bone deformities, and in some cases, learning disorders, learning disabilities. It's a lifelong condition that varies widely in its effects from person to person. The problem with this definition is that it may define the condition, but it does not define John Paul for who he really was. He never let any genetic script dictate anything. My eulogy for John Paul I walked up to the altar and genuflect. I set up the microphone. I do, I do this all the time at school. I do the prayer each and every day as a chaplain at school. This should be easy. I looked out and see my sister's tearful eyes, and I promised myself to keep it together for this eulogy. Here it is. Like the Holy Trinity, we two are three parts, mind, body, and spirit. Most of us are driven by mind and body, the earthly aspects, but not John Paul. He was always driven by spirit. That energy. He was a messenger sent here to teach us something. He came to teach us to stop taking no for an answer. Live by your own rules. Don't let society tell you what toys are for boys. When you like something or enjoy it, you put your whole self into it. You see, he didn't just like LOL dolls. He was the ambassador of LOL dolls. He didn't enjoy number blocks. He was the walking advertisement and promoter of This is not good timing, but when is it ever? Jesus needed him back. He was too pure for this place. This place is for souls to come and learn a lesson, but he had no lesson to learn. He was the teacher. Jesus brought him home to join the rest of John Paul's family who had gone before him back home. We can all imagine someone that we love that has passed. Now imagine them warmly and lovingly sitting with John Paul. Seeing him in heaven actually makes it a better place just as he did here on earth. John Paul, we love you endlessly. Save us a spot at your table in heaven because we will see you again. John Paul's dad told me candidly that he as a child had experienced memories of a past life and also intense deja vu. I took Kara and the two kids to the mall to grab some clothes for their Santa pics the next day and get out of the house for a little while. While we were getting into the car, I found a bee in the window of the car in the middle of December. Kara got very excited. She told me that he used to always say that there was a bee on the window, but no one could see it, despite his insistence. There has been so many ineffable occurrences in the last few months. Phenomena commonly associated with death. It's important to note that beliefs and experiences related to spiritual phenomena associated with death can vary widely across different cultures and religious traditions. Here are 10 concepts or experiences that are sometimes associated with spiritual aspects of death. As I share these, I wanted to also share John Paul's experience with each or some John Paul did not experience, like the NDE. I'm not sure if he did, but my husband did, so I can share that. Okay, number one, near-death experiences. This is an account of an individual who has reported vivid experiences such as moving through a tunnel, encountering a bright light, or having a sense of detachment from the body during a close brush with death. So I'm not aware of any kind of experience like this that John Paul experienced, but my husband has had three open-heart surgeries in his, uh, in his lifetime. And during one, he did report that he had a near-death experience. He did report an out-of-body, floating above himself in the operating room type of perceptual experience. Podcast episode one is all about this experience, if you'd like to hear an in-depth, detailed account of this. Okay, number two is life review. Some people report having a life review where they see and reflect upon key moments in their lives, often with a sense of understanding and evaluation. Now, with John Paul, he was very young, only seven years old, so he didn't have a lot to review, but his mom told me that he did talk a lot recently about all the things that he has done. He also mentioned the things that he wanted to do. So become a veterinarian is something he wanted to do. So he started doing that now. So what I mean is he was doing these pseudo surgeries on his little you know, stuffed animals and plushies. Say that he was going to do a transplant of an organ and he'd open it and do something with the stuffing or put something inside and then stitch it up. And he learned how to do this little sewing stitch, which is really impressive. Okay, number three is visions of deceased loved ones. Some individuals claim to see or communicate with deceased relatives or friends as they approach death. So this is something that we think he did experience that, that night before he passed, when he was sitting at the kitchen table and he thought he saw somebody across the table. So that was thought to have been possibly his grandfather, whose name is Dino which is one of his middle names. It's John Paul's middle name is Dino. Um, So it could have been him sitting across from him. Also, the baby sitting on the stairs. We were considering since I myself had a miscarriage and so did Kara, my sister. So we don't know maybe those, the baby on the stairs could represent that or was that. Okay, number four, out-of-body experience. Sensation of floating outside one's own body are reported by some individuals during critical medical events or near-death situations. Again, I'm not sure if John Paul experienced this, but it is something that people do tend to report on. Number five, peaceful or mystical experiences. Some individuals describe a profound sense of peace, love, and unity with the universe during the dying process. Number six, dream visitors. Dream visitations. Some people report receiving messages or visits from deceased loved ones through dreams around the time of death. Number seven, premonitions or psychic awareness. Instances where individuals claim to have had a foreknowledge or premonition of their impending death or the death of someone close to them. So this is what my sister and her husband, Emil, were kind of reiterating quite a bit with him looking at that Talking Tom video where Talking Tom actually dies. And he was becoming more obsessed or not obsessed but more interested in the idea of being able to trick the medical monitors into making it look like he had passed away but he actually hadn't so it seemed like he was somehow trying to dodge this he also would say um, things like he didn't want to leave he wasn't ready to leave so my sister believes that he knew that he was Uh, nearing his time to go back but he didn't feel like he was ready with you know that he had not completed his earthly experience but sometimes your physical desire is not the same as what your spiritual purpose or plan was I will keep on collecting accounts that I discover about this situation and share further I find it fascinating that children do have these experiences but you know, the reason they have these experiences is because they are more connected with their theta brainwave, and they're less likely to, to be a disbeliever. They're able to suspend the disbelief because they've been less brainwashed by society and by this idea that things are not logical. They're able to connect with their dreams and their imagination, you know, a lot more readily. So, you know, in that the child is able to have these experiences, But at the same time, in the same note, they are discounted because they are children, because of their ability to have an amazing imagination and to tell whimsical stories. So when a child is telling you a story, how much of it is, you know, their imagination and how much of it is something that they've actually experienced and seen. But because it sounds so imaginative or imaginary, we we do write it off. Okay, the next one, number eight, spiritual guides or angels, accounts of encounters with spiritual beings, guides, or angels, providing comfort and guidance during the transition from life to death. This is also a possibility of the man and the baby. You know, perhaps they were spiritual guides or angels. Number nine, symbolic signs, beliefs in receiving symbolic signs, such as specific animals, objects, phenomena, or messages or indications from the spiritual realm. So I'm a big believer in this idea of signs, symbols, and also synchronicity. Synchronicity to me is a sign or symbol but more of an action or an event or something more perceptual rather than a physical thing or something you can see. But this is very common. So a lot of times John Paul would, he would go to the same objects and items, almost like leaving his mark. Okay, so he was very much in love with LOL dolls and Talking Tom. And he also liked number blocks. So honestly, he's left his mark all over the place with regard to leaving little pieces of his toys everywhere. Leaving number blocks, leaving pictures and drawings of these things literally everywhere. Bits of Play-Doh and clay when he built his own number blocks or, you know, something similar to that. Number 10 crossing over the concept of crossing over to another realm or dimension often described as a transition to an afterlife or spiritual existence so in the christian faith this crossing over really is considered the beginning of the life not the end it is considered now you start like you're you're done with this you know physical life that has this end to it this finiteness and now you've entered into the infinite and the idea is that jesus came to earth you know was given to us by god as a way of allowing for us to have our sins forgiven and to enter heaven and live with god and jesus eternally that's the infinite that's the crossing over the other side that to me is very comforting and i hope that anyone who does suffer a death in a family especially a child can feel comforted that what god did for us by sending his only son if you're not christian um You know, you can still be comforted by the idea, even if it's not something that you fully commit to your belief system. That's completely okay. It's essential to recognize these experiences are highly subjective or may be interpreted differently based on culture, religion, or personal belief. Also, scientific perspective often attributes some of these phenomena to neurological processes or psychological mechanisms. My personal belief as a person who is a teacher, is a Christian, and also is a believer in a lot of science as well. I love quantum physics. I think that there's something, you know, I don't think it's separate. I think everything works together. Everything is in unison. Everything is in synchronous unison. LOL dolls. One more note about LOL dolls. The LOL doll that he loved and was his favorite was named Diva. She's loosely designed based on Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga has fibromyalgia, which is what the ambulance driver kept saying that John Paul has when they were on their way to the hospital. The interesting thing is that Diva's favorite tagline or quote that she comes with is, born this way. It's almost like he was trying to make sure no one blamed himself for his passing and that he was just born that way. John Paul is what one would define as a star seed or a star child. Other names used are indigo child or earth angel the concept of being a star seed is often associated with certain spiritual or metaphysical beliefs that suggest some individuals may have originated from or have a connection to extraterrestrial or higher dimensional. Here are some common signs or characteristics that people believe may be associated with an individual that is a star seed. So I do believe John Paul had most or all of these characteristics. So number one is feeling like an outsider. Starseeds often report a sense of not fully belonging or feeling like an outsider on earth. They may have difficulty relating to societal norms or conventional beliefs. Number 2. Strong Intuition Starseeds are said to possess strong intuitive abilities and deep inner knowing about the nature of reality. They may rely on their instincts and have a heightened awareness of spiritual matters. Number 3. Sensitivity to Energy Starseeds may be highly sensitive to energy, including the emotions of others and environmental influence. They might feel a deep connection to nature and experience energy fluctuations more intensely. So John Paul did have a really good connection to energy and he could feel when other children, especially at Sick Kids Hospital, he could feel when they were struggling or sad and he wanted to buy them a toy or a present. Number four, drawn to the stars. Starseeds often feel a strong affinity for celestial bodies especially stars and galaxies. They may have a fascination with outer space and a sense of homesickness for a place beyond Earth. So again, my sister confided in me that he had been talking about stars and he wanted to be a star. He now is a star because at his school, uh, his, his uh, teachers and principal honored him by gathering together and purchasing him a star in the sky. So now um, there's a coordinate that one can look up and look in the sky and see a star called John Paul Friese. Number five, unexplained memories or dreams. Some starseeds report having vivid dreams or memories of otherworldly experiences, encounters with extraterrestrial beings or life on other planets. Number six, interest in spirituality and metaphysics. Starseeds often draw to spiritual and metaphysical topics from a young age. They may have a natural curiosity both the nature of existence, consciousness, and the universe. Number seven, healing abilities. Starseeds may feel a calling to help others heal, whether through traditional or alternative healing modalities. They may have natural abilities to empathize and provide support. Again, John Paul wanted to be a veterinarian, very connected with animals and nature, and wanting to help them. Number eight, strong sense of purpose. Starseeds often feel a deep sense of purpose or a mission on earth which may involve contributing to the well-being of humanity, the planets, or spiritual evolution. So near the end of his short life, he did start becoming very mission-oriented and wanting to kind of figure out how to fix things and how to solve things and how to how to heal. Number nine, timelessness. Starseeds may have a sense of not being into a specific time period or feeling disconnected from the conventional understanding of time. Number ten, incredible sense of empathy while at sick kids hospital again John Paul saw a girl who was sick. He wanted to cheer her up So he dragged his mom to the gift shop where he insisted that they buy a stuffed bear for her to make her happy These characteristics are highly subjective and there's no scientific evidence supporting the idea of starseeds To me, this is of little or no consequence to be honest The need for physical evidence is part of our brainwashing and it's a fallacy Additionally, people may resonate with some of these traits without necessarily identifying as a starseed. If you find these ideas intriguing, it may be helpful to explore them as part of your personal spiritual journey, keeping in mind that interpretations can and will vary. To me, John Paul sounds like a typical starseed or earth angel, but there are many other beings that he may have actually This could include lightworker, indigo child, crystal child, rainbow child, wanderer, other... Other names that he could be referred to as would be an old soul, an awakened soul, a starborn, divine messenger, empath, spiritual warrior, ascended master. Well, that's John Paul. This podcast does not do his story justice at all. He was special in life and he is special in passing. He'll never be forgotten. He'll always be the firstborn to my sister and my children's first cousin is very special in many ways thank you for listening please subscribe thank you so much for your time thank you for listening and thank you for honoring john paul's memory all of my social media links are in the description please have the most wonderful day and a be absolutely positive